Sports fans, it's no secret that working in the front office of a professional sports team is an extremely sought-after job. If your dream is working in sports and a career you love, a master's in sports business from Concordia University, Irvine, can make it happen. Whether as an agent, analyst, in the front office, or as a sports media pro, you can get your degree in less than two years. This program is second to none. Listen to legendary agent Lee Steinberg. You go to Concordia, get the master's. They have a network of people that can help you succeed professionally and the skill set to make sure that you're a major success in sports business. The spring two session starts on March 4th. There are six start times a year and new students get $1,000 off. You want that Concordia diploma on your wall and your life will be a success. College grads, don't wait. Enroll for the March 4th Spring 2 session now at cui.edu slash sports, cui.edu slash sports. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Well, after tearing her ACL twice in high school, she went on to become a college basketball All-American at Concordia University, Irvine. That has led to a career professionally playing basketball in Germany. She's Michaela Vanderklut, and she joins us now on episode 48 of the Masters in Coaching podcast. Let's go! Well, welcome into episode 48. Yeah, episode 48 of the Masters in Coaching podcast here on iHeartRadio, on YouTube. Whatever platform you are listening or watching or downloading, we certainly appreciate that. Excited to talk to this week's guest. Uh, Former standout at Concordia University, Irvine. Now playing basketball professionally overseas the first concordia player to score 2,000 points collect a thousand rebounds in the ncaa division two era for concordia left concordia is the second all-time leading scorer this past year she was the pac west conference player of the year she was a first team all-american her senior year and again she's playing overseas michaela vanderclut joins us now here on the masters and coaching podcast michaela did i get it all Yes, you got most of it, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. We're, we're so excited to have you on, especially uh, since you're not here in the States. You're not here, obviously, in California right now. Your career has taken you now over to Germany as you're playing professional basketball overseas. We'll start right there. How is it? How is the, how's the, the transition been to playing over in Europe? Yeah, so I'm currently playing here in Marburg, Germany, so very centralized Germany, and um, I'm loving it. I mean, it has been an experiment, experience and an adjustment, I would say for sure, just kind of with the language, a new coach, because I've had the same coach for the last five years, um, a different style of play. Uh, but overall, like I'm loving it. I'm learning a lot of new things. And I think that that will help me in my playing career anywhere I go after this. And um, it has been really good so far. And I'm excited that our season just started and like we're into like the heart of the season. So we're starting to build as a team and grow and I'm growing individually and I'm learning more and more every day. So, so far it's been really great. 
for every athlete, the, the dream for you know, most of them is to play professionally. And, and here you are getting the chance to play professionally in Germany. Is it is a dream come true? Is it kind of like pinch me? I'm, I'm getting paid to play a sport I love. Yeah, I mean, some days I still have to look back and think, wow, like I'm here, I'm doing this. And like, I know it's not easy by any means, but like, I also have to give myself credit that I've gotten here and I would say less than 0.1% of athletes actually make it to this point. So um, I do have to pinch myself some mornings, but I also like love what I do. And I'm so excited every single day to like show up into the gym and like, give it my all and my effort and knowing that once I walk off that court, like if I gave everything and if I feel exhausted, then like I did my job for the day. So how have they welcomed you? I mean, how are they welcoming an American basketball player uh, to their league, to, to their team? Um, it's been a little bit of adjustment just because there are some different like footwork pieces that, uh i had have had to adjust to but i kind of prepped myself over the summer and one of those things is being a travel so you can't just kind of go move step you kind of have to put the ball down first and then take a step if you want to go past the defender so a lot of them call it the american travel out here and (laughs) yes i've had i've gotten it called a few times but um overall i mean they've all been really really welcoming and if i don't understand something whether or not it had to do with getting my visa or my bank account like i had teammates who came with me to the bank um, I would say all of our staff here that kind of does the behind the scenes work has been really welcoming. The fans are great. One thing that is very different than from in the States is they're allowed to have drums at games. So <laughs> it's kind of nice to like have the gym be a little bit louder and just to understand that like these people literally love us and it's so great and it makes just performing or being out there that much better. Well, the road that you took to get to where you're at, let's kind of go backwards a little bit. Um, You grew up in Northern California. You played basketball. You you suffered a couple of knee injuries in high school. Maybe it set back the recruitment a little bit. But talk about coming overcoming those knee injuries in high school and still having that focus of, I want to go play college basketball. Yeah, so I actually had two ACL tears. I was 13 and 16. And oh my gosh. I would say my second one was prime time of recruiting for college. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting down after I found out I needed to have surgery again and kind of debating with myself is like, do I just want to go to school and become mm-hmm. a nurse? Or do I really want to try this and pursue this? And I actually met someone, his name is Marcus Maxwell, and he worked with me through my whole process. He trained me through three years of college, and he's still one of my lifelong best friends, best mentors, everything. And I would say when it got to my senior year, I still didn't really have all the looks, but I also really wasn't in the best physical shape because I was still coming back from that ACL, that second ACL tear. And... I actually ended up playing after my senior year of high school basketball, so kind of into that summer going into my freshman year. And then that's when Coach Collins uh, at Concordia, she got my film and she called me. And I would say that my recruiting process with her was maybe 10 to 14 days long. And I just kind of instantly knew, like, 
she believed in me and I needed to start choosing the people in my life that believed in me and were going to help me succeed. So that's kind of how I got to college, like from like my injuries and everything. But I would say there was a point I did have doubts, but my love for the game always kept making me come back. Before we go any further, the knee injuries. Do you do you have that in the back of your mind at all as you play now? How is I mean, physically rehabbing is one thing, but you hear about major injuries, whether it's a knee, an elbow, a shoulder in baseball or basketball or football, uh, an ankle. It, it's the mental hurdle you have to get over. It's it's not just hey, your knee's good, you're you're cleared, you're 100 according to a doctor, but. Up here, you've got to get over that. The next time you play, the next time you 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 know get a rebound, the next time you put some pressure on or a twist, or yeah, do you have that still in the back of the mind, or, or how hard was that to overcome that? I mean, I wouldn't ever say I had an extreme mental block because mm-hmm. I when I play, I am just so in the game that like my adrenaline is going and. I just knew that I took my rehab very seriously. I got up uh, at 6 a.m. some morning to go to physical therapy before school. So I was doing that. And then when I was at practice, whether or not it was like doing band work or just kind of staying active on the sideline, riding the bike a lot. Um, But I would say now I don't really think about it much anymore. I have the scars to prove like what I've been through and But I also know that like without having sat out and like prepping my my body then and taking care of my body, giving my time or giving myself extra time instead of rushing back, like at the nine month mark, I on both of them, I took about 10 to 11 months to come back. And I would recommend that for everybody. Don't rush it because if you rush it, it happens again. Um, Just listen to your body and when there's good pain to push through but really when something hurts like stop figure it out first and then start to go forward again well you you overcame the knee injuries having a tremendous career at concordia leaving the school as the second all-time leading scorer um first player to score 2,000 points and have 11 uh, 1,000 rebounds um, talk about that and, and the maturation every year and, and what you did every year to want to get better and, and ending in that, that career as an All-American. Yeah. So, I mean, I've always had this like tenacious drive of never being complacent. And once I mastered one thing, I always felt that there was something more for me to do or for more for me that I could get better at. And I would say at the end of every season, Uh, the coaches and I sat down and we went through a list of what my strengths were this year and what my weaknesses were and things that I needed to work on. And instead of just sitting on the couch for four months and saying, oh, I'm already good. I won freshman of the year, excuse me, as a freshman, um, I'll be great next year. I'll make first team next year. I like went back because I personally, it kind of is a pride thing, but I just wanted to make sure that I was still always great. I wasn't ever good. I want to be great in in everything I do and I give a hundred percent and that's just who I am as a person. And yeah. Is that something you've always had that, that, that desire, that, that, that want, is that something that maybe uh, you learned along the way, somebody instilled maybe along the way, does it come from family? Does it come from a coach? Is it uh, something that you've just kind of built up and that's how you're wired? 
Um, I would say it has kind of come from my family. I've come from a very sports family and I'm the one of the three youngest. So there's nine of us cousins. And I always have looked up to my oldest cousin who went on to play football at Cornell. And I saw how like just his love for football through school and everything like that. And I knew that if I wanted to be like that or I wanted to achieve goals, like you have to apply yourself. And obviously things haven't really been given to me. I have had to work for everything. Sure. So it's kind of just wired me to always just want to work to be better for myself, but also for my teammates, yeah. for my coaches, for the program. And I think that like is what's kind of sets me aside is it's not just individual success, like it's success for myself, but for the greater good. Michaela Vanderclut is our guest here on the Masters in Coaching podcast. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, as you're at Concordia, you, you get your degree and you have the desire to become a nurse. Is that correct? That's that's the the plan, at least initially, as you're going through school, you get your degree and then for a fifth year. You get your master's and you're just a few weeks away from finishing the, the coaching program, master's in coaching athletics administration program there at Concordia University, Irvine. We'll, we'll start with the degree and, and wanting to become a nurse. Is that still something maybe down the road you want to pursue? Yeah, so I have a minor in pre-nursing and a bachelor's in biology. Wow. And I think just kind of from my past knee injuries, I've always found the medical field very interesting. And I just love to help people. I'm like a big teddy bear, I'm a big care. I love that type of stuff. So I figured as a nurse, like I could still be a part of a team working for an individual, but it was also a way that it wasn't very repetitive every single day. Yeah. I would get new cases, I would meet new people, I would see new faces and that is something I was looking for in a career choice um, and then kind of going on to my master's I actually started coaching the summer of 2022 uh, I started coaching a sixth grade girls uh, basketball team and I absolutely fell in love with it like I always kind of knew I wanted to maybe coach in some capacity whether or not it be my own kids one day or maybe just helping out but mm -hmm just seeing their growth in like the four months over the summer i like it kind of sparked something in me and i was like i can see how the experiences i've been through and what i can pass on to them and i have the understanding that our stories are different the way we're going to go through life is different but if i can help guide them and lead them then i'm still helping people i'm still a part of a team i'm still doing something that i absolutely love and I think that's why I chose the master's in coaching and athletic administration. And maybe one day I figure out, okay, like I'm done coaching. Like maybe I'd go become an athletic director or something like that and get involved in an even bigger thing. So mm. I'm constantly thinking I left my options open. Awesome. Um, so, yeah. That is awesome. Um, it, it, talk about some of the coaches in your life from, from little to to college, to professional. I mean, you talk just right there about how you're pouring in to these sixth grade girls and, and wanting to coach and, and teach them and, and give them the knowledge that you've learned and, and the philosophies and the style. And uh, talk a little bit about some of the coaches that have helped you and, and kind of molded you into who you are now and how you're giving back to the younger kids. So I would 
say growing up, I had one basketball coach, Jeff Cass, from I'd say second grade to eighth grade, and he was very strict on us, very knowledgeable in basketball. So I'd say that's kind of where a lot of my knowledge started to grow as a basketball player was kind of there. And then moving into high school, I met Marcus. And for me, in order to connect with a coach, it's just not about putting the ball in the hoop or being as flashy as I can, but what's going on outside of the court? Like, how am I mentally processing things that I need to produce on the court? And I think Marcus was the first person to sit me down and pull me out of a workout and be like, what's going on? Like, how can, what is processing through your brain that you're not understanding it, that it might be making you upset or it might be frustrating you? Like, let's walk through this. Like, let's visualize these things. And then going into college, Coach Collins, uh, she really does hold a very special place in my heart. And I wouldn't always say that our relationship's been great or easy, but we've always have always had each other's back. And we went through some really bad years, and but we've also had a lot of success. And she poured into me, and that was the example that I think I want to give to other girls. She kind of helped me. She did help me find my identity. She mm -hmm. introduced me to another mentor I have now, Simona, who I talk to consistently weekly about uh, sports. And she was a professional athlete. So it's been a good resource for me. She's provided me with uh, trainers who now Brian Brennan, um, who I still am in communication with. I work out with like it's all connected, I would mm -hmm. say. And I think the most valuable lesson that she taught me is how to be resilient and like fierce in who I am, confident in what I put out and always knowing that my best effort needs to be put forth always just to represent myself, but to everybody else. So. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the, the master's in coaching athletics administration program mm -hmm. that you're just now finishing up. I mean, for those mm -hmm. watching, for those listening, like, you know what, I got a busy schedule. I can't do it. Uh, there's no way I have enough time in my day to do it. I, I'm already a professional teacher. Or, uh, I want to be, you know, better in my career. I, I don't have a family. I can't do it. Whatever, mm -hmm. whatever the excuses are, drop them right there because Michaela is right <laughs> now in Germany playing professional basketball and weeks away from completing her master's. So there's no excuses for anybody out there, but talk about the program for you uh, and, and how it's been and, and, and how you've gained from it. Um, I've honestly loved the program. I think it's given me an insight as to what really goes on behind the scenes like of coaching. And if I do want to coach at a collegiate level, like I need to have the understanding of legal aspects. I need to understand proper strength athletes because just been doing it as a player, not why they do what they do and just planning things, creating my own program development, having, um, reasons and core values that I want my team to stand by my non-negotiables that I won't put up with how I'm going to discipline certain situations that need to be disciplined but also like when to give grace to my athletes and as a young person going through this program I have had the opportunity of meeting other coaches who are older and more have been coaching a lot more than I have like 10 years or so but the discussion boards and like give them giving kind of their testimonies on 
certain situations of kids who have been through trauma and how to handle this like it kind of gave me an insight of like okay like if I were to experience this when I get there like this is how they handled it it's kind of putting multiple brains in one and like taking other people's stories and kind of keeping them safe in myself so when like an issue arises I know how to handle it. That is fantastic. And that's that's kind of sums up the program right there and in helping springboard people's careers, helping learn more, getting that knowledge to then further your career or, or get into the career that you're pursuing. But let's go back to Germany. What's what's the one? Is there a food that you've uh, kind of gravitated to? Because if you get somewhere new, whether you move to a new city or a new country, you know, you find a spot and you kind of tend to go back to that spot or you like that food. Have you gravitated towards something there? Okay, so my guilty pleasure are the pretzels. They're undefeated <laughs> out here. They're so good. Um, do you dip them or is it just straight pretzel? Is it like dipping? Just, just pretzel. Really? Right? Okay. Just bread. You don't need to dip in anything. It's so good. The bread is so light. It's just oh, magnificent. <laughs> um, but I would say the traditional German dish that I have gravitated towards, it's called Auflauf. Okay. And it's kind of like a casserole, but in the casserole, it has potatoes, cheese. You can put any type of veggies that you want into it or anything like that. And they put it in the oven and it comes out piping hot. So you got to let it sit and cool <laughs> off for a second. I burned my mouth on it, um, but it's delicious. Like I've had it like three times since I've been out here and I just keep, I'm like, Oh, is it a good night for Alpha? Yes. All right, let's go get some. So, <laughs> have you had a chance to, to sightsee at all to get out and see a little bit of Germany? Yeah, I actually had the opportunity of going to the German Olympic Training Center nice. for a mini uh, training camp for my professional team. And that was up in Kienbaum, so near Berlin. Um, I've had the opportunity to travel to Cologne to see a Eurobasket game, France versus Germany. Wow. Um, I've, yeah, it was awesome. That was a great experience just to see how European basketball really is and how big the fans are and everything. And I've been to Frankfurt already. I'm about an hour from Frankfurt. So it's kind of a quick drive. And I went and did some shopping there. Um, two weeks ago, we were down near Munich. So I would say yes, I've kind of been all over Germany, whether or not it be for basketball or just sightseeing, but the city I'm living in in Marburg, it's beautiful. Like we have a castle here in the city. Uh, there's a university. Um, what else is there? There's a little river that runs through. So we go get coffee and sit by the river. It's, it's a nice a change from back in the US in the sense that it's a slower pace of life. And yeah. I actually kind of get to enjoy where I'm at and what I'm doing. And I don't feel so rushed to get to the next thing. Life's rough for you right now, Michaela, living <laughs> in Germany with a small town, <laughs> eating good, playing professional basketball. Are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no, I'm living it up. I'm absolutely so happy. Like I can't even express it because it's just, I'm living everybody's dream. And like you said, I still pinch myself like that. This is real and this is happening. So I'm very proud of myself. I don't want to look too far down the road because you're in your first season and the season after some preseason games is just getting their way. And, you know, hopefully you guys make a, a long run uh, in the postseason yeah. and you're there for a long time into the spring because uh, that would mean a successful season. But kind of looking 
further down the road, how, how long do you want to keep playing basketball? Do you have a, do you have a timeline? Or are you just going to ride it out for as long as you can? So I'm actually currently working on a timeline of like where I see myself in five years and whether or not that still be playing here in Germany or playing basketball somewhere else in Europe, Mm -hmm. I would at least like to play for at least three years or so, just so I can travel and see the world and uh, just experience life while I'm young. Um, but there is no timetable based off of like when I'm going to be done playing. I think it's just me listening to my body and if I can go another season, I will. But if I decide no, like I want to be able to move when I'm 40 for my kids when they want to play. So, uh, then maybe I'll call it quits, but yeah, that's kind of my timetable. And then once I'm done playing, I mean, I want to go back to get a, a job coaching in college somewhere or even in a high school, just something to start and kind of broaden my horizon in that aspect and learn a little bit. And then maybe one day get my own head coaching job. Well, continued success to you, Michaela. You're doing great things. A lot of people are certainly proud of you. Uh, for for what you've done at, at Concordia, the career you had, the All-American career and setting records and uh, now playing professionally over in Germany and, and living a life over there. This is fantastic. Continued success. Most importantly, stay healthy through your professional you. career. And we're going to keep an eye on you and keep following the team. And uh, again, hopefully it's a long run. And I mean this in a good way. Hopefully you're in Germany a long time into the springtime because that means it's good for you. I hope so, too. I hope we win it all. So. Thank you for joining us here on the podcast, and uh, we'll, we'll be following you. Thank you. Well, there she goes, Michaela Vanderklut. What a story. An All-American at Concordia. Back in high school, tore her ACL twice. Now she's playing professionally over in Germany. Best of luck to her. As you heard her story, she's just now finishing the Masters in Coaching and Athletics Administration program at Concordia University, Irvine. She got her degree from Concordia. Now she's got her Masters. And if she can do it while playing professionally over in Germany, you can do it too. Find out more at cui.edu slash coaching. That's cui.edu slash coaching. They got six start times throughout the year. We got one that's just coming up now. Want to get some more information? Again, cui.edu slash coaching to find out all about it and the next start time and when you can get involved and start on that road to get your master's. All right, thanks to Michaela. Thanks to you for listening and watching. Episode 48 is in the books. It's the Masters in Coaching podcast. Until next time, so long, everybody. Sports fans, it's no secret that working in the front office of a professional sports team is an extremely sought-after job. If your dream is working in sports and a career you love, a master's in sports business from Concordia University, Irvine, can make it happen. Whether as an agent, analyst, in the front office, or as a sports media pro, you can get your degree in less than two years. This program is second to none. Listen to legendary agent Lee Steinberg. You go to Concordia, get the master's. They have a network of people that can help you succeed professionally and the skill set to make sure that you're a major success in sports business. The spring two session starts on March 4th. There are six start times a year and new students get a thousand dollars off. 
want that Concordia diploma on your wall and your life will be a success. College grads, don't wait. Enroll for the March 4th Spring 2 session now at cui.edu slash sports, cui.edu slash sports. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.